my brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The website called whyimcatholic.com has posts from people from all walks of life who share their stories of faith. And it's hard not to be drawn from one account or rather testimony to another. What inspired me the most was reading stories of atheists who had become Catholic. And one such story was from Jennifer Fulweiler who considered herself an atheist for most of her life. Believing there was no God and that there was no meaning to life, even to the point of reducing the things that people call heroism, glory, or any other outstanding human achievement as simply coming from firing a particular neuron in the brain. Her disbelief seeing Christianity as a fairy tale she traces back to her father, she explains, my dad, the parent from whom I got my religious views or lack thereof, had not raised me to be an atheist as much as he'd raised me to seek truth fearlessly. Never believe something because it's convenient or makes you feel good, he'd always say. Ask yourself, is this true? That question kept chasing her gently yet unrelentingly. First, she met and fell in love with her husband, Joe, who, although a Christian himself, didn't seem overly invested in his faith. Then as she became pregnant with her first son after his birth, she couldn't help but start to see this transcendent value in her son's life so that eventually her old thoughts of life's meaninglessness didn't seem to make sense anymore. Perhaps there was a a spiritual realm, after all. Months later, she stumbled upon a Christian book written by a former atheist. Curiosity got the best of Jennifer. Even though she thought this author had come to the wrong conclusions, she respected that he could explain his beliefs not through emotion, but through reason. She is more intrigued and confesses I had never seen Jesus as anything other than a silly fairy tale figure whom people called upon to give a divine thumbs up to self-serving beliefs. But now I was intrigued by the man as a historical figure. Something happened in first century Palestine, something so big that it still sends shockwaves down to the present day and it all centered around the figure of Jesus Christ. 
as her husband Joe once pointed out when she had asked him why he considered himself a Christian, Christianity is the only one of all the major world religions to be founded by a guy who claimed to be God. That's an easy claim to disprove if it's not true. That caught her off guard and brought her back to her father's initial question with a slightly different spin. What if it is true? After reading the masterpiece of Christian literature, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, she found herself reading the Bible and trying out different Christian denominations after being initially convinced there was no way Catholics were real Christians, thinking that Catholics were part of an archaic, oppressive, and sexist institution. Still, she was stumped to find herself more and more being pulled into Catholic theology, saying, the more I read about Catholic theology, the saner it seemed. Even the more controversial teachings regarding abortion and contraception, the more she read and investigated, the more she saw the truth of the church. Eventually, this pursuit led her to wanting to follow the church, but some of those controversial teachings conflicted with her life and story. As she was starting to slip back towards atheism and she was starting to give up on the whole idea of ever becoming Catholic, she realized that the thing she was accusing religious people of doing, basing their faith on emotional things rather than what is true, she found she was doing that exact same thing with her atheistic tendencies. She had been more convinced of the truth of Catholicism but was allowing an emotional or physical or moral crisis to make her want to abandon the truth because it would make her sacrifice too much. And that realization struck her. And she was able to summon the strength to enter into the sacrifice, foregoing what was comfortable to her, the life that she had lived. And she began to live as a Catholic, faithful to the church's teachings simply as a way of trying it out, so to speak. And from that, this atheist and her Protestant not-practicing husband entered into the RCIA, the formation process to become Catholic, where she finally found the emotional experience that she had often dismissed in those she previously thought as religious wackos. The darkness within me was simply not there anymore. In its place was peace and an unmistakable feeling of love. And for the first time, I felt the presence of God. The presence of God at its core, that's what today's celebration, the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, is all about. Our search, our desire to have that encounter with God not trying to explain away the mystery of how one God is in three persons, but instead allowing ourselves to be caught up in the mystery. Recognizing how when we reflect on the search for meaning in life, we come to the truth of God the Father as our creator. Remembering how in our moments of struggle and a trial, the truth of God the Son brings us the opportunity to experience intimacy with the Lord 
that the human heart and soul longs for because he suffered for us first. He knows what we go through. And when perplexed by our own self-awareness and our desire for answers, we see the truth of God, the Holy Spirit, who opens our minds and hearts in a way that compels us not to settle for the easy or the convenient answer, but pushes us, even annoys us, to choose the harder path that comes from being a person of faith. All these attributes are different, yet they're all the same. They have the same source. One grace comes from and leads to another. The Trinity we adore is one God. The first line of our creed reminds us of that. The three divine persons, although distinct and persons in and of themselves, form a unity in a way that we cannot fully understand, but we can grasp that they all share the creative, redemptive, and inspirational aspects of the Trinity's members. One person is not kinder or greater or more loving than another. One is no less real or responsive to our love. And if you can imagine one of the members of the Trinity loving you, remind yourself that all three love you like that. If you can relate to one member more easily and speak to him, remind yourself that you can talk to all of them like that. And if your heart overflows with love for one, yet hesitates over the other two, permit yourself to love all of them like that. Because there's no plurality, no all of them in the end. Three divine persons, yes, but so united that you cannot know one without knowing the others. You cannot serve one without serving the others. You cannot isolate your love and only love one of them without loving all the others since they are all one. And their love for you, the Father's love in creating you, the Son's love in saving you, the Holy Spirit's love in sustaining you, is the same love. Christ came down to earth to redeem us. And the best part of that redemption is the marvel that the lavish love he showed for us is not just his alone, but the love of his Father and of the Spirit that they sent us. As we celebrate this Eucharist, caught up in our encounter with the triune God and whose honor we sign ourselves, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May all that we've come to know as true about God continually cause us to fall deeper in love with Him so that the reason why I'm Catholic is the mystery, is the truth, is the presence of a God that we know and we experience both in the head and in the heart.